Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch. This is my co-host, Alex. Today we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about victims of Japanese porn. Sounds good. But we're starting off with no. We're actually going to talk about this silly bill that they're trying to push through the diet. Why is it called a diet, not a? Um, because they need to lose weight. Weight. Well, you know, technically, if you ever watch the the C, the Japanese version of C-SPAN, you see all the old men in the room. Yeah. You could lose some of that weight for sure. Yeah, they're all asleep, man. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about lots of stuff. We're going to talk about how cheating on a university exam might land you in jail. We're going to talk about the morning after pill. We're going to talk about how Japan is eyeing, one of those great verbs, eyeing joining NATO. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about a dentist office where everybody dresses up like a cat, like a French maid. Oh, have you been there? No. Roll that intro. Uh, have you ever actually been to a maid cafe before? Um, met, yeah, once, actually. How, yeah. how was it? I've actually never been. Uh, kind of just weird. I just went with a friend who was like visiting Japan. Yeah. Because he wanted to go. And experienced everything. So I went there and I was just like, why, why am I here? You know, I didn't really get it. So you're, you, actually from England, you've been to France. Do yeah. they have maid cafes in France? Not as far as I'm aware. Not no. as far as I'm aware. No, they have uh, cafes in France, but I don't think they have any maids working at them. That, that costume, like, is, is it, I think it's like Victorian, European maid. I don't, it, did, that, did that actually ever happen? Uh, um, no, not really. I no, don't think right? so. Yeah. It's like a maid at a stately home or something like that. That's the idea, I think. I'm trying to copy that. But in France, they're just unfriendly, you know. Just generally unfriendly. Especially to British people. So there's all these like historical things that we don't get right. For example, like the Roman Empire, whenever you see like historical films, you see all like the Roman uh, statues and they're all bleached white. Mm-hmm. That's not how they looked before. They were colorful. No, they were colored in, right? Yeah, yeah they were all painted up and colorful. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it blows people's minds. They're like, no way. Yeah, the whole yeah. fucking city was all colorful as shit. It's all bleached white over time. Yeah, but they look fucking dumb all colored in. They right? look really so bad. Now, to, you know to us, now they look stupid, right? Yeah, they look dumb, man. Also, the idea of the cowboy. Yeah. Complete f- fiction. Mm-hmm. You know where the idea, the, the image of the cowboy came from? The Marlboro Man. Is it really? Yeah. Same thing with St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas was basically created by the Coca-Cola ca- uh, company and like a uh, poem that was published, I think, in the New York Times in like the 1940s or oh, something. Oh, it's like an ad campaign or something, yeah. it, originally. It's just all bullshit. It's not yeah. historical at all. Well, Samurai's the same as well, really. Yeah, I thought so- uh, ninjas, I knew, were kind of exaggerated. Well, ninjas kind of made up, really, basically. Yeah, but Samurai's were... Bush- well, Bushido is made up, basically. What do you mean? Well, there's a guy... Uh, there's a samurai academy in Japan, damn it. There's a guy called Nitobe, okay. in, who in the 1920s or something like that wrote a book called Bushido. Yeah. And he was a Western scholar. He was a scholar of Western things, not Japanese history. Okay. Uh, so he's qualified to write this book. Well, he wrote it in English for a Western audience yeah. about how, you know, the virtuous Japanese and stuff like that. And a lot of Japanese people got the Japanese translation and kind of misconstrued it. So the actual Bushido doesn't really exist. It's like the it's like the the mob the the mafia in 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 America. They st- we started making producing mob movies. Yeah, yeah. And then the mob started copying the style of the mobsters in the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like art influencing life in- influencing art. Yeah, no, it's true, man. So a lot of the things that we think about as being historically accurate are complete fucking bullshit. 
But maybe made cafes are historically accurate somewhere. To Japan. I don't know Akihabara <laughs> yeah. district. To now, yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about lots of news topics. Uh, we're going to start off with yours because it's kind of poignant. Yeah, I want to ask you why you're wearing a mask to start with. So I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. Hopefully, yeah. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm... Okay, so, well, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, but that's fine. But on the, the next day, I'm getting on a plane going back to America. Okay. And in order to get into America, you have to test negative for PCR test within 24 hours of arrival. Right. Okay. So I don't give a fuck about contracting. I've, I told all of my staff at my two companies, I said, I said, look at me. I said, you're all going to get the virus. You're all going to get Corona at some point. Right. I said, please. Motivational just talk. I said, please just don't all get it at the same time. Right. Okay. You know, it's like chicken pox or the flu. Like everybody's going to get it once. Right. So I'm just like, whatever. And so, and everybody's vaccinated, you know, whatever. So I was just like, but I don't care about that. I just don't want to get a negative or a positive PCR test and then be fucking out several thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, you're just like, sorry, bud, you can't get on the plane. And then everything you just paid for is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Makes sense. So that's Makes it. sense. I'm just, I'm just being overly cautious. So just put up with this until the next time that you see me and it'll be... But anyway. Well, basically what's happened is the Japanese government has uh, said that, you know, you don't really have to wear face coverings outside anymore as long as you maintain two meters distance with people around you. But how is that possible in Japan? Well, that's true. But uh, If you live in the countryside, okay. I mean, I was just in Tokyo recently though and a lot of people aren't wearing masks up there. Yeah, when I, I went there a month ago and everybody was just like, uh, not everybody, I'd say like 80% were wearing masks. So what we were doing is I wasn't wearing one either, but I, when we went into the subway, you would put a mask on yeah. when you got on the, the train or whatever. But apart from that, you know, if you're outside, it doesn't matter anyway. And I think two meters distance outside is unreasonable anyway. I think it, like, I, I forgot what the actual science was on this, but like, they're like, if you're outside in sunlight, the chances of like the, the virus, like, like actually getting to you. I mean, there's a lot of variables, obviously, but it's very low. Yeah. I mean, I spent like 10 days in London outside with no mask on you no. were also there when like what was it one in seven or something were currently infected or uh, something? one in 13 it's ridiculous it was, yeah it was a lot of people but um basically that message from the government isn't filtering down to the japanese public well it is but they don't care i think yeah it's more kind of like hedging the bets yeah. safety uh people prefer to err on the side of caution here don't like taking risks is that what it so. is or is it that they want to say that they did everything in their power to prevent this. Well, you don't want to stand out, right? Because if you didn't wear a mask and you're walking around and you get COVID, yeah. it's obviously your fault. Yeah. And also people look at you a lot. Um, but I don't care, <laughs> number one. Uh, and number two, somebody's got to point the direction in which we should be heading. So why not me? Uh, um, <laughs> so there, there's this, I don't know if, we, if it's in our stories today, but there's a story about how the Japanese government has asked tourists that are coming to Japan because we're open now. Yeah, yeah. That when they're in public places to, as a custom with the with the local, you know, you know, r r policy mm -hmm. to wear masks. But that's strange because Japanese people aren't being coerced to wear masks, but foreign people are. I think that the perception is that the Japanese people are just doing what they're supposed to be doing, and then if you come in from a country where you weren't wearing a mask. Yeah. England, America, you know, parts of Europe, whatever, then inform them this is the way that we're doing things currently now. Well, let's go straight on to that because I've got it right here, actually. Okay. So it's like Japan asks foreign tourists to wear masks and also to take out insurance. The insurance thing I don't get. Yeah, I suppose it's for medical costs if they're incurred in Japan, right? Mm. Um, but basically, 98 countries and regions are allowed to come into Japan 
ones with uh, low risk of infection. So the US, Britain, China, wait, South wait, Korea. Wait, what, what were you saying the other day during lunch? Uh, where did it, There was a tour from somewhere where they all got COVID in Japan and that had to go home. Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got it here. They got it here and then they all had to go back. <laughs> so everyone got it as well because they're in a group going around together. Oh, geez. Um, but basically, you know, the, the limit of people that can come into the country has been increased but it's not massively increased. So they're doing it in steps. I hear that next month on the 10th, uh, July 10th, they're going to be just like, fuck it. No, that was the other day. No, but no, no, that was like the first step up and then they're doing another one where they're just like, fuck it, I yeah. guess. So, you know, at the moment, only registered travel companies can book tours. Yeah. So they've got to be registered with the government. Um, and then you also have to have a 10 join, like a, a what's it called, tour conductor with you. We call them tour tour guides. To a, no, it's not, not a guide, it's a tour conductor, it's different. What, what's the difference? So a tour conductor is somebody who controls the itinerary. A tour guide is somebody who gives you information about what you're seeing. Oh, okay. So whatever. it's a travel industry difference. But they're still holding the flag like an idiot. No, that's a TC, that's tour conductor. Okay. Different. Okay, whatever, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> it's so, not my industry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But those um, people basically have to monitor the foreign tourists coming in, check they're not doing anything wrong, check they're following the rules. And in fact, there's a big uh, document on the internet with all the rules and helpful cartoons showing you how you shouldn't fuck up in Japan, which to Western people looks incredibly patronizing, patronizing. you know. But that, but they're they're not trying to patronize uh, Westerners. It's this: you get a camera, you buy a camera in Japan, and it comes with like a little inserted card, and it's like a manga, yeah. Where it's like it'll say like don't instead of saying don't get your camera wet, it'll be like an anthropomorphized camera right at the beach with his leg in the <laughs> water going oh i don't like it yeah 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 you know, that's just how they instruct humans in this country yeah but unfortunately it doesn't look so good when you do it to other people <laughs> uh without asking advice about how maybe you should best approach let's them. just click on the racism here and which country do you think is going to come in and have most problems following the rules i think it's the italians uh probably yeah but they're not uh, no, they are on the list, yeah. So, um, I, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that like car navigation systems in Italy are male voices because the men won't listen to women telling them what to do. Is that right? Yeah. No, that kind of makes sense, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they're not going to be much of a problem because there are so few people coming and the yeah. hurdles to get in are quite high. Yeah. So, the people who do come and can follow the rules and are, you know, happy to jump through all the hoops to get here yeah, yeah. can enjoy a fairly tourist free environment. And there aren't going to be that many people coming from China, from Taiwan, Hong Kong, because their regulations are still quite, you know, tight about getting back into the country. Yeah. So, which I is, don't know. it's weird to me because, like, you th the waves have already spread. You know, yeah. like, there's not a country, even like New Zealand and, and Australia, they're giving up on it. Like, there's no isolation. Yeah. I think the only country that's still trying to do that is China. They're like, we're going to do the zero COVID policy, and that's not really working out for them. So, you know, I mean, with the cheap yen now as well, it's like ideal timing to come to Japan because everything's dirt cheap. I mean, right. it's real, really, really good time Yeah, to I come. know this because on the reverse, I'm going back to the States yeah. in two days and it's like, how much is this now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sending my daughter to England next month as well and it's incredibly expensive, so... I mean, like, also, I don't know about in England, but in America, we recently had record inflation. So yeah, everything yeah. is already expensive. Yeah, yeah. Plus the weak yen. It's just like, I'm just not doing anything while I'm there. Just have to stay in the hotel room. Um, the house, I, think, I, I think I actually have the weak yen story that I should do next then. Yeah. So right now, the yen is at absolute historically weak levels. It's at, I think, currently it's like 133 yen to the dollar or something like that. I've never seen levels like this before. And it's like, so far, it's not really hurting Japan. Here it is. 
the yen sinks to a 20-year low at 133 versus the dollar. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't currently hurting the economy locally yet, but I think that it will if it goes on, if it's prolonged. Right. But what's interesting now is the United States Treasury is currently looking at Japan going, are you guys doing, like, everybody's doing quantitative easing, which equal signs print money. Uh, But they're thinking, like, the Japanese might be doing a little bit uh, they're making sure that they're doing everything on the up and up, basically. Because mm-hmm. when the yen is really, really weak, in- exports increase in- from Japan. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so that's good for Japan and bad for competing countries like the United States and China. Mm-hmm. And shitty for people leaving the country for travel. Well, what are you exporting is the question, right? Yeah. Recently, like, for those of you who think that your Japanese car is made in Japan, it might be designed in Japan. But if you live in North America, chances are your car was made in Mexico. Yeah. They have factories in other countries that have much better treaties with the United States than Japan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that the weekend will probably last until about the fall and then it'll bounce back. Well, if they keep doing quantitative easing, it's not going to get any better, is it? So. Well, I don't think the world is going to keep letting them do that. I think it's yeah. going to be like a trade war if they keep doing that. Let's get to our... What do we got next? Uh, ANA, domestic right, let's, flights. Let's do that, let's do that. So uh, Zeniku ANA uh, are resuming regular domestic flights at Tokyo airports from July. Um, so they're actually going to basically put all their you know domestic routes back into action again after reducing them significantly during COVID. So you know it's going to recover sixty percent passenger uh, capacity. Um, An operation is going to be ninety four to ninety five percent during August, which is good news. You know people are going to start to be able to move around again. Cheaper. Uh, hopefully it'll be cheaper as well, yeah. Prices yeah. should go down. Um and I can use many of the miles I've accrued <laughs> sending my kiddies around the world. <laughs> you different know, places. The thing that pisses me off right now is like so I'm going back to the States, right? And mm-hmm. like you search before you go to kayak.com or Expedia, you find a cheap flight, you book it, you're done. The experience of going back home this time has been absolutely a fucking nightmare. It's right. first of all, like I I what is it? I like I reserved but didn't pay for because they wouldn't let you pay for them a couple tickets before and then they just like they'd put the listings online but then they cancel the flights right one of our staff was was slated to go to Australia for a working holiday and like he got all packed up went to the airport and they're like your flight is cancelled it's just not flying really yeah because like they just didn't fill the, the flights hmm. during COVID so they're just like they just cancel flights so Instead of that happening, like the very first time in like 25 years, I've used a fucking travel agency and oh my God, it's like the worst in the world. I fucking will never use a travel agency again. Not only was it a lot cheaper and it's all insured, so that's good. Mm -hmm. But the process of working with, I'm not going to say the name of the country, it's three letters, was absolute garbage. Right, right. You can't even fucking pick your seat before you go to the airport. Really? Is this 1992? Like I I cannot, can you sleep on an airplane? No. I can't sleep on an airplane, so I need an aisle seat. Yeah. Because I'm going to go to the toilet once an hour because I'm going to be sitting there playing my fucking Nintendo Switch and like drinking excess yeah. amounts of alcohol. Right, right, right. So if I'm sat at a window seat, I'm going to bother two other people the entire 14-hour flight. Yeah, yeah. So I need an aisle seat. So I'm going to go to the airport and hope, hopefully, because people don't like aisle seats, that it'll be open. But Jesus, if you put me in the middle seat, I'm, ju- I'm a giant man. If you put me in the fucking middle seat, I'm just going to be like... Oh, it's awful. It's horrible. How many hours is it to Vegas? I think it's... No, it doesn't go straight to Vegas. And that's the other thing. Because there's not a lot of planes out there, usually it's like... I go Kagoshima, Incheon in Korea and Incheon to Vegas. Okay. And there's like a six-hour layover in Incheon and the mm-hmm. government of Korea pays for you to have a tour nice during your layover hmm. so i go to Incheon, have a great tour for free maybe spend some cash whatever they accept dollars get on an airplane and go to 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 vegas it's great yeah 
and the stewies are nice. That's an inappropriate word. The CAs are nice. The food is good. It's all great. This time, because we we can't do that, I have to fucking go to Haneda tomorrow, mm-hmm. stay a night, get PCR tested, go to Narita, mm-hmm. and then from Narita, I have to fly to SFO, San Francisco, which is, let's call it not my favorite airport. It's not as bad as LAX, but it's not my favorite airport. And then from there, have a six-hour layover with no free tour shit, mm-hmm. and then fly to Vegas after that. It's horrible. Do you have to have a PCR test to leave the country? I have to get a PCR test to get into America. Right. So they're still requiring, I don't know why, a PCR exam. Mm-hmm. And then to get back into Japan, I have to do another one. So the, the experience of the, the... Because the weekend right now, both PCR tests are going to cost me Jumayan, which is the equivalent buying power of $1,000 in Japan. That's crazy. Plus the, the cost mm. of everything else that you're doing. It's ridiculous. And the yen is weak. And this is open travel, apparently. You know, it's not quite there. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I recommended to the audience to come in September. Interesting you were talking about um, travel company, three letters. Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Hi, uh, whatever. Yes. Hi. Um, and uh, A and A are actually getting rid of the check-in terminals at the airports as well. Did you know that? No. So they're going to get rid of all the kiosks. So you can't like press it at the airport or whatever. You have to do it on your phone instead. So what? how's, the, how's it going to work? Who knows? Nobody knows. Wait, wait, wait. But they still got to pa- like print a packaging ticket for you and everything. How does that work? I think you do that um, at the desk or on the machine. But they're getting rid of all the, you know, the, the standing terminals at the domestic flights. Yeah. So people who don't check luggage in don't have to do that. Uh, the majority of people don't. They just carry it on, right? Precisely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do it all on my phone anyway now. Because uh, do you like have loyalty with a, an airline or something like that? Well, so, like- so I have I have with Korean Air, because obviously I use them a lot. And then I also uh, use, I only use two two airlines. I use Korean Air and I use, uh, three, Korean Air, JAL, and uh, Skymark. Right. Because Skymark is the best j- domestic I mean, like, they're just so easy for domestic flights. Yeah. Um, but JAL is great. JAL is really good from Japan to some country. Mm-hmm. But once you get your connecting flight, especially if you're in North America, you fly in an American carrier. American carriers are the worst uh, Indian, Chinese. Then American are the worst <laughs> in the world. North There's Korean. Never been. My friend went on a North Korean plane and he said there was no doors on the luggage bins above the seats. Huh, like a bus. Yeah. And when they landed and he was one of the last people to get off the plane, they started folding all the seats down into the floor. They actually folded down. To make a cargo plane. To or like something. into a cargo plane thing. Huh. So he was like, what the hell is this? This is before, um, you know, it was closed off. So he went on a journalistic tour of North Korea Um and he, it's insane. Show me the photos. It's mad. Every time I've ever seen videos of that, you just it just looks like it's a, a, a parody of a, of, a, of a dictatorship. Well, it's kind of what's happening in Japan now with the tourism. You what? know, you've got somebody oh, guiding you around. You around. Yeah, but they're not your confiscating actions. your camera and deleting your photos. That's true, because that did happen to my friend as well. Really? Yeah, did like, you go to the American shop? They have like an American shop with like, like six know. cans of Coca-Cola and some Doritos. I'll have to ask him. I'll find <laughs> out. But he took a picture of Kim jong not the one before two before the present guy okay and he had a an, like a telegraph pole coming out of his head because of the angle of the photo yeah and he was terrified they'd find it at the airport because they'd think they're taking the piss out of him or something like that but he did it purely by accident uh but luckily i think he got away with it so 
Uh, the worst airline I've ever been on is from Japan to from Fukuoka to Bali, and it was Gerudo Airlines. Josh, can you Google I've that? Never heard of that before. Garu Garu. I don't know. It's it's the Bali. It's the Indonesian national airline. Okay. I think it's called Gerudo. I might be confusing that with the Zelda race of people. <laughs> Garuda Indonesia. Garuda Garuda Indonesia. And the great thing about them, not only do they, I think they have the worst safety record in the world. I'm I'm pretty sure that really? yeah, a lot of their planes fall out of the sky. Not only that, but when you're boarding and you're leaving, they have a like incredibly impassioned theme song for their airline that they play on the speakers for like way too long. It was really scary. Yeah, I won't be flying with them, I don't think. But I was pretty drunk the whole time, so I don't really remember it, but it was fun. Do you no. know about Super Flyers for Anna? Have you no. heard about that? No. Uh, I've got Super Flyers now. So you've done like, like an STI. Yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> Super Fryer. Uh, you have to do like a lot of business people do it they call it shugyo like training to get up to the level to, to become super flyers get a credit card okay so you have to get a certain amount of miles and then you have to get platinum status and then that affords you the right to pay I think it's about ichiman Luxen a year f- to keep the platinum platinum member state status benefits yeah. even if you don't have the status anymore yeah so you can use the lounges for free and check in quickly and stuff like that but it takes about two years to get it i think really yeah just domestic flights going in and out it's a great business proposition for them oh it is yeah because then you can't get away from that airline because yeah, you're locked in you're invested right yeah so no matter how much they piss me off you know i never quite switch over to jail even though i've been threatening to do so for about three years I, kind of along those lines so before I went international I decided to call my credit card companies to tell them I'm you know going abroad so they don't stop my credit cards or whatever and the two experiences that I want to share one I, I have like my I have like my, my general bullshit buying stuff that I don't need credit card and then mm-hmm. I have like my serious credit card right my bullshit cre- cre- credit card is a MasterCard from Amazon but it's like fulfilled through Mitsuno Bank or something like Mitsukoshi Bank Mitsukoshi Bank or something like that whatever Mitsuno not Mitsukoshi, I don't think. Some, some Japanese bank. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's written on the card. But anyway, when I called them, I was like, I'm going to travel internationally. Can you make sure that there's no blocks or anything put on my card? And they're like, you're what? And I'm like, I'm going to travel internationally. So can you please like make sure that you know nothing funny happens to my card? They're like, what do you mean? And I was like, <laughs> can I speak to somebody that knows what they're doing? <laughs> and I spoke to somebody else. And then I explained it to them. Oh, they're like, okay, where, how long are you going to be gone? Where are you going? Okay. And I told her all the information. We've like, we've put, uh, we've like lowered the security mm-hmm. basically of your card for this, this time. So nothing right. will be flagged or whatever. I was like, thank you very much. That was MasterCard's the f- fulfillment bank, whatever. Call American Express. Okay. I, I got a gold medal card with American Express. Call them up. Not only is like the the voice level just like 10, 10 points hotter. Right. Like not only is that a thing, but she's just like anything you want. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Vegas. She's like, how much do you think you're going to spend there? Right. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to spend over Hyakumayan, which is what, ten, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000, something right. like that. And then she's like, and then she like came back to me and she's like, she's like, we've cleared you for 5,500 mon. Right. Which is like the equivalent of like, I don't know, like $45,000 or something like that. Yeah. So she's like, and have fun on your trip. And she's like, by the way, these are the lounges that you can stay in on your trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is why people use American Express or like real good credit card companies versus fucking Amazon MasterCard. Absolutely, yeah. It's like, what is this crap? But anyway, yeah. 
It's, it was, I'm not going to spend anything like that. I hope nobody steals my card. They want you to spend that much. <laughs> they do. They want that interest, that delicious interest. Well, they only get it once, though, because in Japan, when you spend something on a credit yeah. card, you get to pull it, pay it back in full next time around. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's not really a credit card, is it? No, it can you be. Can, you can do it Yeah, Dipo Barai, but I don't like doing that. Yeah, you shouldn't as much as you can. All right, yeah. let's go to ne your next song, and then we're going to do something super serious. All right, I got something space-related. Cool. So apparently amino acids have been found in asteroid samples collected by Japan's Hayabusa 2 probe, which maybe was launched from Kagoshima. I don't know. Well, it was. It was. It was from Tanegashima. Yeah. And it, it was the only human-made anything that ever landed on an asteroid and then took off again and came back to Earth. Nice. The only one. Impressive. Yeah. So apparently there's been 20 types of amino acids detected in a sample that Hayabusa 2 has brought back to Earth uh, from space. And it's the first time that organic compounds have been found uh, on an asteroid, apparently. So the probe of Yuga was aimed at traveling, unraveling the mysteries of the solar system uh, and the origin of life. Um, and previous analysis of samples has suggested that water and organi organic matter was also present as well. So it's pretty interesting, really. I mean, if... Uh, you know, there's amino acids on asteroids. One of them might have slammed into Earth and, you know, created all of us. So that's what, they're, that's what they're theorizing is that amino acids, which are pretty complex, might have came to Earth through asteroids. Yeah. And then mixed in the primordial goop, and then that's where we came from. Nice. I found out an interesting thing the other day. Okay. Sharks are older than trees. Uh, so are lobsters. Yeah. yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I never thought that that would be the case. Yeah. Trees are actually a recent thing. Yeah. Quite recent. Cut the fuckers down. What? No, no I'm joking. <laughs> no, actually, when you look at the actual timeline of things, there are a lot of surprising things on the timeline where you think like, well, isn't that, didn't, wouldn't that predate this? There's something else I heard. What was it now? Uh, I think it was Rory Sutherland, you know, the, um, the ad, ad guy. He keeps getting fatter. He does. But, but he, I'm okay with it. But he's so good. Yeah. He can talk for hours. You can listen to him for ages, right? I do. I put him on and he's just great. Yeah, I love, love Rory Sutherland. Great. Um, but he said Cleopatra was, what was it? I don't know. Yeah, I know what it is. Yep. The, the pyramids were already ancient when Cleopatra was around. So we are closer to Cleopatra than Cleopatra was to the pyramids. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is mind-boggling. That blew my mind, man. Did you know, I think he said it in the same talk, that after the pyramids were created, the, the next permanent man-made structure that was that size was the Eiffel Tower. Is that right? Yeah. Shit. So from the pyramids, which were like 5,000 years ago, I think... Mm. Which are, the pyramids basically predate everything. Yeah. The pyramids all the way to the Eiffel Tower, which was the 19, 18, 19, 1840s whatever. Until then, there was nothing that, that height That's crazy, ever again it? built. Madness. Here's the other thing. Oxford University predates the Aztecs. Does it? It does. So what year would that be? Oxford University was from like the year, I think like 1100 or something like that. I forgot. Wait, when's the Aztecs to me seems really ancient. I don't no, know No, they're is. not. North, uh, South America and North America, recent. Right. Recent. Huh. I mean, you can think about it. The, think about Oxford's what? Thir oh, 1300. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. And I think Oxford's like 1130 or something like that. I forgot. 10, 1096. So look up York Minster. York Minster's about that 1300s as well. So it's the same as the Aztecs, is it? It's like a huge church in Northern England. Uh, maybe age. I think it's yeah, so the same as the Aztecs. That's yeah. mad. People were building stuff like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know? Did you know that the Ro we forgot how to make concrete? Like the Romans made and the Greeks made excellent concrete. That's why all that shit's still there. Mm-hmm. 
And then in the medieval ages, uh, the dark ages that happened after that, they, we've humans forgot a bunch of shit. Yeah. Including how to make concrete. Glass as well was another thing. A lot of things, you yeah. know. And the, and the Romans had aqueducts. They had plumbing. Yeah. Then you go to the medieval, uh, the dark ages, and it's just like, what's that? They had underfloor heating as well. Yeah. They had yeah. crazy shit. And vomitoriums, by the way, weren't where people went to go puke. They're just literally exits, and they're called vomitoriums because of the Latin. Is that right? Yeah, it's just like where people exit. It's nothing to do with throwing up. It's a misnomer. Let's get into something serious. Victims speak up as Japan moves to protect young people in porn. So this, I want to get your hot take on this, okay? So basically, there's a there's a bill in the diet that's going through that will protect 18 and 19 year olds, mm -hmm. allowing them to use an escape clause to prevent their media from entering circulation. Okay. So basically they can be lured in to do a shoot, mm -hmm. pornographic shoot, because the legal age from that is 18 and above. Yeah. And then have their likeness be legally not usable afterwards, after being paid and everything. They say, don't use my image. Right. And then just screw over the production. So they'll just blow the faces out, right? No, no, no. You couldn't use it at all. Hmm. Which doesn't really make any sense. But according to industry insiders they say that no legitimate respectable producers actually approached anyone under the age of 20 anyways right i see so how do you feel about this because in, in america there's literally like videos of like girls counting down to their birthday when they turn 18 how do you get in a porn movie without some sense of you know being complicit to the process is what i i don't understand they had interviews with these two women that said that they were like victimized by the porn industry and like their accounts are basically like i had a hard time i couldn't pay my rent and then it seemed like easy money and i got involved in it kind of thing that's kind of like your own fault isn't it well so mm, do you know what i mean it's not like anybody's literally banging you over the head and dragging co you coercing you into doing it into a studio like this so <laughs> we would never produce such smutty things here no um why there was this excellent digest of like, this has nothing to do with japan but like in the in the west there was like this case of like this girl who got drunk with her with a boy they both got drunk at a college party they went home they had what presumably consensual sex because they're both drunk and then afterwards the girl claimed that she was raped because she said i couldn't consent while i was drunk even though the guy was also drunk okay and the criticism of this was you're either an adult that's responsible for your actions or you're not. Mm -hmm. And if you are, if you're constantly saying, well, I was drunk, so I couldn't consent, then you should be considered a pet or a non-adult human. <laughs> no, 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 because follow the logic on this one. Right. Because if you're drunk and you're no longer uh, uh, responsible for your own actions, then, then you shouldn't be around men who are real adults who are responsible for their actions, no matter if they're sober or not. Right. And so you should always just be kept away from normal like guys right it was like this comment and you start to think about that and it kind of makes sense because if you're a man you get belligerently drunk and you start a brawl in a, in a bar you're going to jail yeah it doesn't matter if you were drunk or not you are responsible for your actions when you're sober or not yeah yeah and all of a sudden when this like this new feminist wave is like well we can't consent unless well you know well if everybody's wasted and you know whatever you're on because you're in college it's like that's kind of the situation everybody should be individually responsible for their own actions well, you see, the problem now is everybody can't accept the fact that you made a mistake. Right. You know, that's the problem. Regret equals rape these days. And yeah. I, I mean, there, there are legitimate cases where, don't get me wrong, that there should be, I mean, there are cases like that. But I think like this kind of like overprotection of, of, of especially women makes it seem like women aren't 
they don't have any autonomy. They're not like actual people that can, you know, they have to be protected. And I think that's a step backwards yeah. in the in the progress for equality. Well, if somebody, for example, has recorded you without consent or without you knowing that's a, that's or fuck, exploited you in some jail. way, fuck that's that guy. fine. But if you have taken a sum of money yeah. in exchange for an signed action- Signed on the line. Or signed something, that's your fucking fault. I'm yeah. sorry to say. And naivety is not an excuse once you're an adult in society, I don't think. Reddit, a Reddit user called Zeramaniac, he says, industry person here, and this is pretty much correct. I believe one of the two things will happen. Uh, via back channel discussions with the industry, a multi-billion dollar one, blah, 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 blah. The law will go back to only cover 18 and 19 year olds. Oh, right. at this point, it's covering all ages. Right, okay. Uh, and so the ultimate win-win po uh, politicians can say that they did something to address the allegations and then like it'll only cover 18 and 9 year olds and since the legitimate stu studios only hire 20 and above it doesn't affect them right. so this will, only, this will only affect like underground kind of bad places which there are yeah. and I think that you should there should be uh, what is it called like systems in place to protect like shady places from exploiting anyone who's not of legal age or of sound mind and, and you know can consent yeah absolutely yeah but this is going i think a little bit too far well it's got to be some kind of legislation right japan likes to do things that are kind of vague um like for example there's a, um, a couple of years ago there was the kakusei problem like with uh what do you call it man-made drugs i can't remember the names from now yeah whatever legal high type things or whatever yeah. So the government making them illegal would have been difficult and would have had to make them go through lots of loopholes. So they made possession of them uh, require, what is it, um, a test to see if they were actually illegal or not. Okay. And this test would take like six months or something. And while the test was being carried out, you had to go to prison and wait oh God. until the test results were complete. So some kind of like way of stepping around the law to the, basically the, lock everybody up at the same time. The bureaucrats are really good at yeah. figuring out if they want an action, but they like, for example, like uh, during the lockdowns in the, the, the pandemic, there's nothing in the constitution that allows the government to do a lockdown. Yeah. 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 But they got around that. They oh, figured yeah. out how to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Without actually ever having a hard lockdown. So, and mostly just via shame. Yeah. But then you can undo that as well if you want to. But the thing is, how do you get people to stop wearing masks in public, for example? Oh. You know, you've got to do a negative campaign then about masks to get them to take I, them off. I don't think the government cares if they keep wearing masks or they not. They don't. No, they don't care. If I was but, a politician, like right as we're going into the pandemic, I would have like invested in mask companies. But it is an environmental issue as well, though. Yeah. You see like rivers in like parts of the world that are just filled with like plasticky masks and stuff. So I bought some masks at the shop the other day because when I go into a restaurant or a cafe or whatever, I, I wear one to, to, you know. It's like taking off. It's like it becomes like a manner thing. You just take off your hat when you come indoors. It's kind of the same yeah. thing. But every single mask is in a plastic package. Oh, I don't like and that. And it's a package of, what, 50? Yeah. So it's like, what, you know, why are you doing this? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's obviously for the environment. Of course. And you know, this country absolutely 100% recycles all their plastic. No, but they don't just burn it, They burn it. <laughs> so yeah, like totally burn it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they actually used to claim that they could, uh, well, this is a lot of countries, also America and Canada, uh, that they were just selling it to the Chinese and the Chinese were recycling it. Right, but then the, the CCP passed a law that they can't do that anymore because they weren't actually doing anything. They're just like burying it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I want to go to my next story because it's kind of related. We must change Japan's morning after pill debate. So this is something that I'm... So I'm not... I'm actually a pretty hardcore progressive. And so when I see like overreaching legislations, I, I think that that's not good. Right. And so I, on both sides. And so this is actually something that I do support. 
Basically, the story is that in Japan, in order to get the morning after pill, you have to go to a clinic and get it from a doctor. Yeah. So if you have a mistake, let's call it a mistake. If you have a mistake on Friday, mm-hmm. clinics are closed on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Morning after pill only works for 72 hours. Yeah. So by the time you get examined on, you know, Monday morning or afternoon, it's kind of too late. Yeah. In any part of the Western world, North America, EU, and other Asian countries, you just go to the pharmacy or drugstore and you just get it. Yeah. What's your take on this? Oh, it should be available over the counter. Right. Definitely. It's completely safe. I mean, it's like the just the whole process is too convoluted, too difficult, you know. And um, Especially vulnerable girls who are already feeling like, what do I do? What do I do? You don't want to give them a bunch of hurdles to, to jump through. Yeah. I mean, it's a fairly safe tested pill. It's not like it's some new thing that's going to cause loads decades, of medical issues. Decades you know? old. Decades old. So I don't see why that, you know, autonomy isn't there. It doesn't I mean, make like, sense. if you look at the side effects of anything, like the side effects from vitamin C, I think there's like 19 of them. Yeah. So like everything has a side effect, but for on the whole, like the morning after pill is incredibly safe. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's good for young women here, and you know, sexual education in Japan also sucks. But they re- they get it, they figure it out though somehow. There's no formal education, but they somehow That's figure it out. Loads of porn. That's probably uh, why. <laughs> I saw I saw a, a video on the internet today. Actually, it was probably a high school. And one of the guys play, you know, the Pornhub community, like logo, like drum, drum beat, maybe. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> he, this kid in a, in his band class just like rattles that off on the drums. And like the kids in the classroom are like 15 years old. Right, right. And right. they all start laughing. Right, right, right. And I'm like, you got to think about the ramifications of raising a generation or two that have access to that kind of smutty shit all over the internet. See, when I was a kid, you had to work to get porn. Yeah, you it, had to find it you in had a to book. Find it. You had to find like a discarded, you know, yeah. calendar in the street with pages stuck together. The J.C. Penney's lingerie section of their catalog. Or if you hard struck a medical textbook. God damn it. You know, you had to jump through hoops, my man. And it's not like today where you just open your phone up and fucking whatever. Yeah, anything you want. I remember you had to download porn. It would take you 20 minutes to get a picture. Line by line, you yeah, come across. Like that. And you're just like waiting until it gets to certain areas. And you're just like... So, you know, and you by can't way, this go is, away. This is way faster than it would actually be. It would be like one, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah. And then you get, oh, you don't know what you're getting as well because it was just a file name a yeah, lot of the time. Something, yeah. something .jpg. So it's like coming down. The internet was so dodgy before. Yeah. But like, I hope this is legal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I hope this is a girl. You're yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you go to one of yours. All right. I've got a headline here that says, survey suggests about half of Japanese companies has an old guy who does nothing. Okay. So I actually read this story when I was in the car with you the other day when we were doing yeah, a location yeah. shot. But anyway, go on. This is really good. I think this, this might be me. No, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> I actually thought it was me too. So um, basically, um, uh, this consulting firm, uh, Shikigaku, conducted a survey of 300 employees from various companies with over 300 staff members uh, and asked if they had an old guy who doesn't work. <laughs> Um, so the people who were interviewed were between 20 and 39 years of age. Uh, so I suppose old guys might be anywhere from 40 up, which is, you know, me and you. Well, no, I'm still 39. Fuck you and your horse. No, it's definitely you. <laughs> Japanese age, you're 40. Yeah. Um, I had to do my medical check and on the top it said, this is your first 40 medical check. And I was oh, just right. like, oh yeah. God. So 49.2% responded that there was an old guy who doesn't do anything. Uh, and they asked what they were doing. So they said taking smoking breaks, snacking, staring into space, um, idle chatting, uh, and browsing the internet. Uh, so, yeah. 
So a lot of people think that these people have no desire to work, but are just being employed um, for no reason whatsoever. It's kind of true. I've seen a few of these people around. I used to, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say gender or age, but I did hire somebody that would come to work and just waste time. And it was really obvious too. And like this person's coworkers would constantly mention this to me. Yeah, see, for me, if somebody doesn't give me something to do, I'll find something to do because I get bored. Right? You want to do something. I want to feel like I did something today. So it's like, oh, I've not got anything to do today. Let me create a new ticketing system for the fucking park or whatever and then you imp- call it a park imp- now you call imp- it a park now whatever the place <laughs> implement it you know I do all that with no you know orders to do so or anything like that just because it's something to do um, well in your position you're you're more you're, you're not like the the peasants at the bottom you're kind of like you're you have like autonomy you can do whatever you want so it's more like showing results to the upper guy yeah and mm. i also really do it for myself not to show anybody yeah. just because i want to say you know i've done something productive today yeah i can't sit staring at the screen or just looking out the window or something i'm sure we have alt listeners uh when i was an alt i was only an alt for one year and i got bored i think three months in and i started playing world of warcraft and then that got boring right and then I decided that I was going to make, and I still have it today. It's a 120 page report on how stupid the jet program is <laughs> sourced with interviews from like, uh, some uh, professor and I think Kyoto. Right. And like I submitted it to, 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 what is it called? Um, Claire. Yeah. 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 And their response to me was like, please don't show this to any of the Japanese stuff. Cause it was, it was and I just, I was immediately like sent it to the Japanese side as well. So, I mean, we did try and change a few things while we were doing it, but quickly realized that even though you put together these presentations and, you know, get everybody together, they all joined in with it and then they got to the end of it and were thinking, oh yeah, maybe we can change the way they do homework and then didn't, you know, they just went back to what they were doing before because it's easier to do that. And also it's been mandated that they should do it that way. So we quickly learned it's not possible to change it. Um, So I spent my time mainly doing Japanese culture stuff. Yeah, if you're so, smart, you just learn Japanese while so you're there. I learned Japanese, learned Japanese grammar, learned to do calligraphy. So I got sandan in calligraphy, I think, while I was in ALT. Somebody was watching your People of Kagoshima video. Or no, I was wa- I was watching it at a, somebody's house, and I was like showing them the what we're producing. And then it got to yours, and then you're writing calligraphy. And like these two, the... It's Kino Akari, those two. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're watching, they're like, Jigakire. <laughs> so that is, that is, I mean, I don't know if I want to spend, I don't know how many years it would take to get that one compliment to feel satisfied with that progress, that progression, but it's you the definitely journey. got it. It's you, the journey. You it's definitely not the got destination. It. The other day I was like filling out paperwork for my loan and I was like, how do you write that kanji? I was like, somebody write it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have those. Uh, <laughs> I did write, um, oh, no, it wasn't me, it was somebody else. It's all right. <laughs> Somebody wrote instead of writing wife Tsuma, yeah. they wrote Mugi on the. Uh, in fact, it was my wife who wrote this. Instead of writing Tsuma, which is the word for wife, she wrote Mugi, Mugi. on her wedding application. Mugi at City which is Hall. like gr- grain, wheat, wheats. Yeah, because no, Mugi could be all sorts of Mugi. Yeah, but yeah. So Josh, when you uh, fill in the paperwork, well, yeah, be yeah, careful. I don't, I don't think Josh wants to talk about it, but there was there was an error on his wedding paperwork. Really. Yeah, he hasn't. Not not the one that they turned in. It's it's the witnessing one. I see. Yeah, not not the one that he wrote. So you doing the paperwork tomorrow, Josh? Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh no, I'm fine talking about it. it the paperwork's already done. Nice. It's been done for like two weeks now. It's so weird getting married in Japan. 
Mitch, I know that you almost went there. But Shut let's, the fuck up. Let's not roll back to that, eh? But, you know... You know, you bring up my, my failed marriage more than I do. This is... I just love it so It's not much. even a failed marriage. It's a failed... It's... What is it? What was that movie called? Uh, Failure to Launch. Failure to Launch. It wasn't even like the rocket exploded in the air. It just never got off just the launch. Just never turned the engine on. Yeah, just like, just sat there and we're like, ah, fuck it. Set it all up and, you know, filmed it. Got and in, thought, nah. got in my spacesuit, got in, I'm like, let's do like the Armageddon soundtrack and actually, nah, let's just fuck off and go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, that was, uh, my, as I say to you again, do not do an epic proposal. You it was go. pretty good. It was a good proposal. I, I peaked at that point. That I was peaked the peak. too early. Yeah. <laughs> peaked too early. But when you get married in Japan, you fill out these forms, take them to city hall, yeah. hand them over. Yeah. And that's it. You're done. And they don't even say congratulations. They're just like, here's a collection schedule for the rubbish. For the rubbish. Uh, my, one of my staff, uh, Joe, you know, she, Mina Kago couple, she has a YouTube channel, Mina Kago couple. She, uh, went with her now husband to the city hall and did the same thing. And they didn't even have staff. They just had a security guard there. <laughs> right. And like they turned it in and there he's like, come on it. Come on it. And that was it. It's like nothing. And I was just like, are you happy with that? She's like, no, it's horrible. Josh, I want to hear your feedback, man, from the uh, thing tomorrow. I'll, I'll take some pictures and stuff. What time but, are you going? Um, we haven't decided what time, but it's... Wait, you have to go in the afternoon because the morning is bad, right? Or something like no, that? No, we have to go in the morning because... The af- from the afternoon it is a bad day according to, I don't know it's like some there's Japanese this like hocus thing. pocus like days have like good luck or bad luck oh right various yeah. levels of good luck or bad luck is it daikichi tomorrow it's not daikichi that's what you get from a otera-san <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I kind of like what's it. Like, it called now I've forgotten the word for I, uh, it I have no idea what it's called there's like, a calendar that you can yeah. pay too much money to get and verify this hocus pocus stuff with anyway but uh yeah you're gonna what are you gonna wear I don't know. Hawaiian shirt? I I really haven't thought it out. It's like tomorrow is just like the paperwork. No, but it, thing. that 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 it's photo will, will be blown up to poster size at your wedding. Not no. I'm planning my Hawaiian wedding. That's not going to be there. No, no, I mean the Jap- Japanese side of it. Oh, okay. What so, are you doing that? No, I'll help. But so that's he he's going to pay for it. Right. I Good. have to pay for it now. <laughs> Good job. Well Jesus. done, Mitch. That's on record now. <laughs> so agree no backing out. And I would say for an employee of Josh's caliber, I'd say about 300 man is probably what oh, I was. Oh, I was thinking more out. than that, but hey, if that's cool, that's cool. All right, we've got that on I can put, I can well. put it on the Amex according to the sexy lady on you the phone. You can, you can. <laughs> I was going to say you're going to have to add another tier to our Patreon if you're going to want to pay that off. Yeah, let's add the Josh's wedding fund tier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one time is what, $500,000? <laughs> Maybe we should do a, a Mitch get married fund as well. It's we can not, try you know, and launch I've, that. I've honestly given up. I just think that it's not going to happen. It's just okay. Like, I'm just okay with it not happening. Well. Like, do we need more of me in the world? I don't think we do. Probably not. Right? So we're we're good. Well, send in your application. What was your email? Mitch at stapleton.me. No, send it to josh at stapleton.me so he can vet it for you. Send in the application. I I, I put a shout out on the show like three weeks ago. And I was like, if anybody's like in an English-speaking country that wants to get the fuck out of Dodge and come live in Japan and work here, send me your resume because we are looking for people. Right. I got bombarded with resumes. Did you? I, I was shocked. Not only I was like, people listen to our show. Not right. only was that shocking in itself. <laughs> right. But like, like I was just like, holy shit, there's a lot of people that want to get out of their home countries and come live in here. I, if you Guys, I I will get back to all of the people who sent me resumes. Sorry if I haven't gotten back That's to you. That's a pretty good place to work, I'd say. It's fucking fantastic. I love it here. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have to like, we have to find things to complain about. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Don't go with that yet. I want to do that in a second. Let's do a couple of uh, uh, serious ones, then we'll do that. All right. Kishida eyes, one of those stupid verbs they use in uh, headlines, uh, attending NATO summit in late June, first time for Japan. Okay. NATO, which stands for North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Okay. So kind of a little bit out of fish out of water there. Uh, it's going to be slated for June in Spain, blah, 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 blah. So Kishida is uh, the first uh, prime minister from Japan that's going to go there. And so they're basically thinking about, because Russian, Russia did some bad things recently. I don't know if you've been following the news. Yep. And so there's Australia, New Zealand, South Korea have also been invited to attend the NATO summit. And so it's going to have to change their name to just like world all oceans treaty organization wow wow doesn't sound very intimidating does it yeah especially when putin's like angrily saying nato nato if he's like angrily saying wow to wow that's kind of a giggle there uh let me do one more kind of serious one here chinese men it doesn't really matter where they're from men arrested over alleged plot to cheat on japan university exam the reason why i'm bringing this up so these two guys like they somehow got the questions to a university exam and they were smart enough to do that, but they were stupid enough to like go to basically the, the Japanese version of Yahoo Answers right. and ask for help on the... It's on Chiebukuro or something. Yeah. No. They're like, can you help us figure out these difficult questions because we don't know. Right, right. And then like that got reported to the police and then they got arrested because apparently cheating on a university entrance exam is something you can get arrested for in this country. Is that right? Yeah. Mind you, it always makes the news when people have cheated. You know, they're very, very, you know, aware of fairness and dislike unfairness here. But I don't know. Like in America, you do get blacklisted if you cheat. Like the university will blacklist you, which is, you know, bad. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to go to jail. Yeah. Police are investigating under the assumption that the pair arranged to use devices that would go unnoticed to those around them to cheat on the test. Wow. So they're basically going to Bruce Willis the test. What was the university, did it say? I don't know. It was somewhere in Tokyo, I think. But anyway, the, the university's comment was really was really great. This situation is regrettable. Regrettable, <laughs> yeah. Done uh, Yeah, but like the English translation of that just makes you feel like, oh, that's stupid. Yep. Anyway, let me do one more serious one, then you can do yours, because that's right. going to be a little bit of a discussion. Man gets 18 years in pr prison for a 2017 Japanese highway road raid death. Basically... This dude got pissed off at a family, <clears throat> like sped in front of them and started brake checking them on yeah. the highway. The family pulled over out of fear and then got rear-ended by a truck and then the parents passed yeah, away at the scene. Yeah. Horrible news, but I don't know. I don't know. What's your, what's, your, what's your take on this? Well, I drive a lot, I think. Um, and you do see some dickheads on the road, to be honest yeah. with you. Recently, it's getting worse. I don't know why. You'd think that these stories on the news would put people off, potentially. I, th I think it desensitizes people. They think it's a video game now. Possible, you know. Um, Mario Kart effect. So I recommend everybody gets a drive recorder, you know. Oh, yeah, video thing. for sure. Um, I don't have one, actually. I should probably get one. Get one. They're, they're two mon, and apparently, like, uh, Carl, one of our friends, he's like, I've already recorded funny things on it. Because <laughs> so, he would say that. Yeah. He probably checks it, doesn't he? He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, today, just I was just crossing the road to come here, and some guy almost ran over me. I was walking across the road before he turned the corner, and he didn't slow down. And then he gave me a really dirty look out the window. Were you crossing on red like you usually do? No, it was, there wasn't any street light there or anything like that. Oh. It was just in front of a car park, oh. so everybody crosses there. 
Um, well, pedestrians had the right away, and so, the lights were lights were red as well. So yeah. you know he should have stopped. He's wrong then, yeah. But um, while he was stopped at the lights, I kind of looked in his car and waved at him. It's always intimidating. And then he was looking straight ahead then, because uh, a foreign person came up. To but him. <laughs> consider this: let's say that you know, oh, one of your loved ones or a friend is like out there driving, and then due to some asshole, like there's an accident which results in their death. Yeah. Would you think that that person getting 18 years would be justice or do you think it's not good enough? How do you feel about that? Mm, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's so many circumstances involved. You'd probably want some kind of um, justice to be carried out, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It depends on the circumstances, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I think if I, I, I'm obviously not married, but if I was married and my wife got like into an accident because of a road rage fucker, I would be like, okay, let's just take her age now to where she would have probably, and when she would have, you know, passed away from old age, and that should be your jail sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if it's road rage, then yeah, I think so, because there's culpable action there. If it's an accident, then, oh, accidents you know. are different. Like if you're both people are trying. Uh, the funny thing about Japanese accidents is there's no, basically there's no 100 percent non-liability if you run over a kid who jumps in front of your car yeah it's your fault because the kid has the right away yeah even if he jumps in front of the car i kept trying to explain this to one of our mutual friends i don't want to say the person's name but this person has a bad habit of speeding through residential areas right and i'd be in the car and be like slow the fuck down what are you doing yeah yeah he's this person's just an idiot doesn't understand if a child he's like oh i'm in control i'm like yeah but you can't control the circumstances around you so if yeah. a kid jumps in front of you, you're just going to murder a kid. And you'll be in prison Forever. for a very long time. Yeah. Even if they're, you know, if, if it's not your fault, if it really isn't your fault, I mean, you're still culpable. Because That's just the reality in Japan. In Japan, like, let's say you get into a car accident and it's like almost like in any other country, it'd be 100%. The fault is on the other side. They'll still fault you like 90, 10 or 80, yeah. 20. Yeah, yeah. Because it's that whole idea of like, even if they're at fault, you should have been de- driving defensively to avoid the accident. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this so many times because every time there was like a bump or a, a scrape with a renter car from a foreign person outside where I work, the police would phone me and say, can you come out and help delegate between these two people? Because they knew I could speak English and Japanese. obviously I was working there as well. Yeah. So I've done it so many times, people from Hong Kong mainly and uh, Taiwan as well, um, who, who spoke a bit of English and kind of negotiating between the, the two drivers or whatever. Um, mostly, luckily, it's just little bumps and things like that. But if you're full cover, it's just like whatever. But people get really weird though with car accidents. So at first, you should—they say you should never apologize. Uh, not in Japan. So you should just go, "Are you okay?" Even that may, may be construed wrongly. But um, if you say, "Oh, so I'm sorry," it, you're, it's your fault, you know. Um, so one of them looks like this guy from Hong Kong. He was in a car and. A Japanese older lady backed up and rammed into their car, basically. Yeah. And the police were saying it was the Hong Kong people's fault because, you know, they were foreigners or whatever. Yeah. And the old woman was saying, no, I backed into them. But they were kind of not really understanding it for some reason. So I spoke to the people from Hong Kong and they explained it. And, you know, she was in the wrong for backing up. And while they were explaining to me, the old woman had gone into the shop, the, the convenience store, and bought a massive bag of stuff. To give like them to drinks apologize. and food and all kinds of stuff and gave it over to them to apologize. That's so cute. And then she tried to give them cash as well to uh, pay for the uh, damages. But they said, we don't need that, you know. It's insured. It's insured, it's covered. Yeah. Um, so there's not really any malice a lot of the time, but, you know, you've got to be a little bit careful about what you say. I always give a wide berth to anybody who's old. 
Yeah. If, if I see them and they're like kind of older, I'm like, this guy is unpredictable. I'm just going to stay away. Or young. Or if they're very young, yeah. Young people are dangerous. Um, I really think that's going to go on for a while. So just hold on to that second. All right, do okay. one more. One more. We'll... And that, okay, so okay, this will be good. Japan Welfare Ministry to conduct survey on male sexual trauma. So this is, uh, it's necessary. I do believe this is a necessary thing. Um, they're basically like, with, with little social awareness of the issue, the ministry wants to quickly create a support system for male victims of sexual violence and secure, uh, by securing a better grasp of the situation they set. I don't want them, male victims, to blame themselves. No one knows what to do when a sexual assault happens suddenly, says an official of the Fukuoka Victim Support Center in Fukuoka Prefecture. Wait, hold on. So this is men who've been sexually abused yes. by whoever. Whoever. I mean, like, obviously there's, there's... Well, how does this happen? So <laughs> this is this is what we need awareness for, guys, is that there is this kind of old school thinking where, like, men can't be the victims of sexual trauma. Well, they absolutely can be. And there's actually, there's support forums on Reddit that are that are only about this. So here, I'll give you a couple examples. Go so, on. So obviously there's the male-on-male sexual yeah. okay. predation that they could happen. Yeah. Then there's also the prison situation. Well, you know, that's your your stereotypical situation, but this can also mostly sexual assault and things like that usually happen in the home. Right. And so that's one situation. Another one could be like an uh, an older woman mm-hmm. who, you know, grooms or, you know, would on every level would be sexual assault if it, the genders were reversed. Right. But then it happens like, you know, if the kid's like 7 or 8. Right, right. Right, that's that's what we're talking about. Stuff yeah. like that. Stuff that's like absolutely out of the realm of like normalcy and that, that could be covered by just like boys having fun or something like that. Yeah. And then there's there's really no place for those guys who have been assaulted or have been traumatized to go. Right. And they feel like you your action just now is like, well, I should just suck it up because I'm a dude and I, should, I shouldn't feel these things. And then it makes it worse and it get, puts them into bouts of depression, stuff like that. Right. Okay. So it's just it's just education on that because like anybody can be assaulted, especially if they're vulnerable. Yeah, and so that's that's what that's about, and it's a good step. Um, you know, we kind of came to this realization. I mean, it's still working itself out, but we kind of came to this realization. I think during the early two thousands, or late nineties in America, and so right. it's still progressing. But yeah, it is happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get to your extremely Japanese story. Okay, the most Japanese complaint you've ever gotten. Where's this from? I don't know what this is. It's it's a it's a Japan Reddit, Reddit Japan Life. Uh, okay. Thread. So this guy is married to a Japanese lady, um, and basically uh, she had some kind of issue at work, and he's kind of relating that on Reddit or wherever. So he's saying this wife was running late for work and decided to grab a quick onigiri rice ball at the station uh, and eat it on the train for breakfast. So eating on the train, very un-Japanese, it says. Uh, and apparently another passenger who saw her doing that recognized the company pin on her coat and decided to call the company and complain. Uh, so the company is in a regional area of Japan, so it's quite easy to guess who it was. Uh, and as soon as she arrived in at work, she got a massive bollocking from a boss uh, saying that her actions reflected poorly on the company. And then she had to apologize to the higher up uh, people in the company. And also an email was sent out to everybody uh, instructing uh, all employees that actions are a reflection of the company as well. Mm. And this guy said it's kind of bizarre and he laughed about it. And could anybody else uh, relate experiences like that as well? Have you ever had anything like that happen before? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. In my previous job. So... When I was in ALT, this happened once. So I had like I used to wear um, kind of baggier trousers, I guess. But that was at work, not not going to work. 
Yeah, that's true. That was at work. But not going to work so much now. I mean, I had it when I was a school kid in England. What? I went to a private school, so it was quite strict. With a uniform. So I was one day walking along the road eating an ice cream I'd bought from the ice cream van which yeah. before going to the bus stop. And a teacher coming the other way who was leaving work saw me and grabbed it out of my hand and threw it in the bin in front of me <laughs> and said, you don't eat wearing school uniform in public. Um, and then the next day at school, everybody got told off about you know, eating outside wearing school uniform. So that kind of thing does happen abroad as well. But, you know, I've never really had it in the company I'm in now, but I can imagine imagine that happening, certainly. For example, wearing a mask outside. <laughs> or not wearing a mask. Or not outside. wearing a mask. But, I mean, it depends because the government guidelines are different, right? So, actually, counterpoint to this, that's why a lot of companies actually don't let employees wear their uniforms outside of work. Yeah, that's true. They get changed. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they don't want they don't trust them to reflect on the company outside of work. Yeah, true. So especially when in drinking situations at night as well, people take off the company pin badges before they go out drinking, so you can't clue where they work. Uh, during the two thousand uh, the two thousand eight economic turndown with a great recession, Jal fired a bunch of their stewardess. That's not the cabin attendant, whatever. They're all women anyway. So they fired a bunch of them, okay? Yeah. And so these disgruntled employees then sold their uniforms on the black market right. to like fetish shops and stuff. Right, okay. Nice. So that was like big thing in the news. So after that, like a lot of companies wised up and they're like, nope, you're not taking your uniform home. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're very into company image here and company values and all that kind of thing so some places don't let you drive to work because they they it's they're culpable if you do yeah i think the problem here is uh what's it called um you know it's a smallish place eating on the train you know i don't think eating onigiri on the train is a particularly bad crime but it is unmannerly if somebody starts eating fucking fried chicken on an airplane on a domestic flight i want to grab a pen and ram it into the fucking throat because i hate the smell of fried chicken yeah some stupid twat eating a bento on the front of a domestic flight i'm gonna murder the bastard if they i'm totally cool with everything like that i just don't like crunchy stuff in plasticky containers that make the crinkle 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 sound that's awful if you're on an hour and 50 minute long flight and nobody else has got any food fucking put up with it that's uh. my thing and the other thing is if anybody puts the chair back on me yeah without asking first but that's normal and uh, that's death literally penalty, as as it literally leans back six degrees yeah but i had my laptop once like on the thing and uh. somebody put it back rapidly and it kind of jammed forward onto me that so would be a problem. I did have to restrain myself so I didn't choke them to death. But, <laughs> you know, I, I really hate, like, manners on aeroplanes. And the other thing that does my head <laughs> in, <laughs> so we've got a bit of a rant here. Like, people are well noisy, man. Yeah. Like, they sneeze and cough and yeah. do that nose snort thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think after I think after a certain amount of minutes, you forget that you're around other people that are really close to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just kind of like... <laughs> Like yeah. they always do that clearing the nose thing. I, oh, it's horrible. Absolutely awful. I put in noise canceling earbuds and I'm just like, I can't hear any of this. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Leave me alone while I, we share the space together. Get into the isolation pod. Yeah. In there. Uh, Yakuza boss struggles to upgrade phones from 3G. So after... <laughs> what? So, okay. This is kind of a super Japanese problem and it's super cute. 
So when we made the jump back in the, you know, 15 years ago from the flip phone to the smartphone or whenever it happened, uh, the, it went from 3G to, to 4G. Yeah. And then when that happened, there was a bunch of legislation that, that made it difficult. Like we were talking about before, like they didn't straight out outlaw the Yakuza. They outlawed a lot of things that the Yakuza like to do. Yeah. And made it difficult for them to do it. One of those things is that when you sign up for a cell phone, you have to you have to sign your name that says that you're not a participant in organized crime. Yep. This also happens when you play golf and do other things. Mm-hmm. So you would think that the Yakuza being the Yakuza, they would be like, fuck you guys, I'll sign whatever, give me my new iPhone. Mm-hmm. But the problem is because like overzealous Japanese police are looking for any excuse to arrest them. Right. Because they know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just looking for something to get them. Yeah. They, the Yakuza know that they can't, if they sign that and say that they're not a part of the Yakuza, that they'll get arrested for it. I see. So they have to sign it. So they To get an upgrade of their phone. Yeah, yeah. So they're all stuck on like Gatake 4G plans with their flip phones from the 90s. Unfortunate. And uh, not the best way to run a crime empire. <laughs> right? Just probably why they're all disappearing. I think they're all doing remote work now. They're the all office, doing remote yeah, work. Yeah, the offices keep getting closed down. So I guess they've uh, moved on to... Now, that. the reason why they get closed down is because the uh, J- Japan Diet passed a law, I think in 2009, yeah. that says that it's not, it's not illegal to extort money. Well, that was always illegal. Mm-hmm. It then became illegal to, to pay extortion money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these companies that they were getting monthly payments, protection money from, it just dried up. Right. Because the companies are legitimate, legitimate, so they don't want to do anything illegal. Uh, okay. Japan ruling lawmaker quits party over allegations of drinking with teen. A House representative member for a ruling party uh, faction led by Prime Minister blah, 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 Kishida quit up the, Friday, uh, the, the party on Friday over a magazine report that he went out for drinks with an 18-year-old and gave her about 300 bucks. Um, Kishida... Uh, ki- Ishii-san said, Security General of, of Koi Komeito, also called for an explanation from uh, Yoshikawa. The guy that did this is Yoshikawa. If true, it's extremely regrettable. Again, with a regrettable word. What's your take on this? Because, I don't know, I've been drinking in Japan for 15, 16, 15 years now, and every now and then, everybody will just be drinking in a big group, and then you'll find somebody who's like seven, uh, 18 or 19 in the in the group of people. Right. And everybody just seems cool with it. I'm never cool with it, but everybody just seems it's cool. I've never had that, I uh, don't think. No. But, um, I mean, for me, drinking at the age of probably seven is quite normal. Because you're... Being British. British. So, no, thir- 14 or something like that. 13, 14. Kids start drinking in the park, right? But... Yeah, I mean, 18 is legal in Britain, so I, d- I don't really see the problem with Are that. you guys drinking from 18? Yeah. Mm. So most people start much younger than that as well. Um, but obviously in Japan, it's 20. Yeah. So you are breaking the law. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, they're breaking the law, actually. You're not breaking the law by being with them. So, uh, you know, since they don't card anybody in this country, I just always think like they don't care. But apparently, I think it's not that she was drinking. I think that it, that it implies that there might be more to the relationship, really. Oh, there's probably that. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of probably the problem. Let's blast through the rest of these stories because we're going to go over time here. We already are over time. Japan drug, ma- drug maker, test medicine, vending machine, and train station basically move over ramen and uh, crepe vending machines. They're going to put medicine in one in Tokyo and see how it works out. What kind of medicine? Though? Not not prescription, just like regular painkillers, eye drops, stuff like that. Right, I see. Cough, ser- like lo- 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 lozenges. lozenges condoms they don't have condom machines in the toilets can't even find condoms half the time when you're looking for them in this country they're just yeah. not anywhere but um 
the interesting thing about it is that the vending machine is only open, I think, from 8 o'clock to 6 p.m. Right, okay. The vending machine closes. Because, of course, it does. Machines. Yeah. because of course, it does. Three Japan schools to introduce genderless swimsuits with unisex two-piece design. Josh, can you throw this on the screen so we can show our incredibly progressive and woke Alex these photos and see what is... My take is I don't care. I don't care, whatever. It's like, whatever. Fine. I mean, they're still getting changed in the classroom together. No. That's in elementary school. Yeah. This is, I think, for junior high school. But even that's fucking weird. But their explanation for this is kind of offensive to me. Amidst a growing understanding and interest in the LGBTQ issues in Japan, some schools have been adopting the new initiatives, such as allowing students to freely choose their school uniforms. That's fine. But when they're like unisex swimsuits because of LGBTQ, I'm like, I don't think you guys get it. Like, well, I, I just pray to God that Japan doesn't become woke because it will be the worst possible <laughs> country to be in if that happens. Japan's good as it is. Just be misogynistic and whatever. Just keep it like that. Dude, I don't see Japan as being necessarily 100% misogynistic. I think that both sides hold try to hold power over each other. There's a, a lot more complexity to the power balance than yeah. people realize. Like, dude, I've yeah. never seen a married couple where the woman didn't have more power than the man. Yeah. It's always that. Like, in the beginning, the girl's like, oh, you're so cute. I'm going to take care of you for your whole and life. And then it's like, I will control your finances. And everything about yeah. your yeah. life. <laughs> you, will, you will install this app on on your phone i will know where you are here's three thousand yen to spend yeah for the rest of this month don't go to pachinko yeah oh uh, yeah i mean so like it's it's more complicated uh we're just gonna rapid fire through here uh part part maid cafe part dentist office uh akiba dental clinic opens in tokyo this is an akihabara we've got photos of this basically you go and get your teeth cleaned and the people helping you out are made from a maid cafe but with dental licenses fine <laughs> enjoy <laughs> yeah i don't know what to say about that so the 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 insurance in this country is a national one payer system mm -hmm. but the great thing about it is is that it's not like the canadian system or whatever where they they choose your doctor you can choose your own doctor you can go wherever you like wherever you like to any doctor you want second opinions are okay and that makes it so there's competition amongst those who want your patronage that's true and so you get Shit like that. But the downside is it leads to popularization of doctors and people are terrible at making decisions about which medical professionals are best for them because they just go for the person they like, not the person that's best at the job. Well, you recently had to go to a second opinion. Our doctor is great. Oh, he is very good. Yeah. I, I don't know what we're going to do when he finally retires. He actually said to me, in the event that my diagnosis is incorrect, come back in three days and I'll check you again which I've never heard any Japanese doctor say ever. Because they always think that they're like God. Yeah. And everything they say is like... And then they give you a bunch of compo, Japanese, uh, Chinese medicine that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, last, last story today. If you've ever been to Tokyo and you've been to the lockup, which is a prison-themed... I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's kind of prison cave-themed uh, izakaya in Tokyo. It is cl it closing for good on the 31st of July. What is it? It's uh, it's basically. Oh, it's like uh, you get locked up in a cell and. Yeah, you go in. You go in your room is basically a cell. Uh, all the all the the staff have like inmate costumes or like warden costumes. Right. And like your drinks come out in like little test tube vials and things like that. Yeah. And then every now and then they will like yeah. So oh right. Okay. Shackles and stuff like that. Do they abuse you? In every the now, cells as well? every now and then they'll turn off the lights in your room and then come in and fuck with you and abuse you. Not fuck you. you. <laughs> Not fuck with you. Right. 
Uh, I would give the the that's the drinks. I would give the uh, the food there a zero stars out of ten. <laughs> have you been? Yeah, several times. Several times. Several times. Why it's, would you go to some? Whenever you have a Nomikai in Tokyo, they're like, let's go to the lockup because I've stupid. never been there. And uh, I mean, it was fun for the. Let's see, how many years has this place been open? At least fifteen. Mind you, I went to Robot Restaurant as well. I never got a chance to go. I was so dumb. They give you a bento, right? They do, but no, I didn't get it. You oh. can choose to order it or not. I just chose to order extra drinks. <laughs> I took in a bottle of drunk as well. I heard that the show is actually not bad. It's, it's all right. Yeah, it's really? quite funny. Yeah, it's just mad. <laughs> totally mental. And I uh, hear that it's really small. The venue is tiny. It is tiny. It's tinier. And yeah. it's closed now, though. It's gone. Yeah, they closed from COVID, which is so, really sad. But I went to a ninja one in Kyoto as well. Yeah. Oh, God, it was annoying. Really? Just, that irritated me halfway through. I was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Have you, you ever know? had dinner in a show in Japan and have it be good? Nah, not really. Nope. It's either the food's good or it's like a weird concept place. The two never really meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of really good izakaya in Tokyo. So there's no point really going to smell like that, I don't think. Tokyo's got it all. I mean, you can get like the bottom barrel scraping the gunk off the wood level yeah. stuff. And then you've got like top-notch stuff i've been to some really good private restaurants though that yeah. are not they don't have a sign or anything invite like that. only places yeah yeah and those places are really cool they're often in like a dilapidated looking building on like the third floor those are the best it's you, got like some super like crazy heavy door that you go yeah, in and yeah, it's yeah. like paradise on the inside you're like what happened yeah and they're usually full. That's the other thing, right? So, well, I'll be in. I'll be hanging out in Tokyo tomorrow, and then when I come back in a week, if all my PCR stuff happens normally, I hope it does. If my back's better, I might go. Come I hang out know. with me in Shibuya, man. I'm going to be there from you know next next week, and just like I'll be hanging out with our buds in in Tokyo. Yeah, getting completely sloshed. Where we went? Where did we go last time we went there? We went to uh, Ginza to the uh, namahage yeah with the oni oh. that comes out and then fucks with you until you give him alcohol and then he sits down and drinks with you like a normal dude which is just kind of weird that was weird wasn't it yeah it's like because he's just sitting there in his oni costume and you're just like well what do we do now that you're here yeah and he's gonna yeah this job's okay because uh, at the beginning he's like oh you can't come in here and then you give him a drink he's like yeah it's all right he goes yeah I just get dressed up like this and kind of run around a bit and it's like i'm not here to counsel you fucker <laughs> I'm paying for this. It's quite weird. Mind you, we did go with uh, Team America who kind of got... No, bit... Team America was, was awful. No, Team Silicon... Team Entitled Silicon Valley. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. They were right at first until they got some drinks in them. And, and then, then they got... Oh, it was just like, can you guys go home? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the one guy that was from a different country but worked in Silicon Valley, he was fine. He was... We were cool with him. But... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, that's been our show. I'll see you guys when I get back. Uh, and I hope that you guys enjoy the special show that's going to happen next week because you guys are totally doing a show next week, right? Yes, I believe I am. I think it's going to be like talk shit about Mitch while he's gone. Let's do that. Maybe we can get you on a live stream from wherever you are. If you call me up, I'll maybe, depending on how hungover I am. We'll see. I'll get you to bet everything on red or black. I've I've know. only gambled in the last ten years. I've only done it once. It was like uh, it was. I, I shouldn't say that, but it did win, and it was like a lot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody. Bye. Bye. A big thank you to our patrons, Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, and Ellen. Thank you guys so much for your support. Couldn't do it without you.